Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Day two of the government shutdown, and it looks like Christmas will be over and done with before the federal government will get uh, fully back to business. Even a temporary measure to end a partial shutdown seems out of reach until the Senate returns for full session on Thursday. Meanwhile, many at the White House are still working, including President Trump, who tweeted earlier today that Defense Secretary Jim Mattis will now leave his post on January 1, and the president has named Deputy Defense Chief Patrick Shanahan as acting secretary. And back here in the States, uh, AAA has estimated more than 212 million of us will travel over these next few days. Keep in mind, snow expected up in the northwest and also across the plains. So expect delays on the road as well as in the air. Remember to pack snacks, water, and blankets if you're traveling in the car should you end up stranded. For more details, srnnews.com. December is Safe Toy and Celebration Month. Put safety first by quickly disposing of loose wrapping paper and plastic packaging that may be a choking hazard. Also, helmets make a great companion gift for that shiny new scooter, bike, or skateboard. Buying age-appropriate toys and being watchful for recalls are just a few more ways to ensure a happy, healthy holiday season. This message brought to you by our sister station, Wellness Radio 1570. Listen online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. It's hour two coming up next of Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. With only two days till Christmas, Wixon Jewelers makes it easy for you. Avoid the mall crowds, park at their front door, and let their expert staff help you find a gift that will blow her away. Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington. From the Wixon Jewelers studio, here's an updated look at your weather. Chance of flurries throughout the day, a high of thirty tonight, gonna drop down to a low of seventeen and mostly cloudy. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call to 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And feel free to like our Facebook page if you haven't already. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like and you can keep up on uh, all of the uh, show previews that Mitch and I put together. We've gotten better about doing that, by the way. Mitch and I like to do a uh, video preview of our of our show before we get started and do that uh, every Saturday and Sunday. So definitely check out the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like. And keep up on all of those details. 
I want to get to some local news. Spent the last uh, hour on a lot of national news stories. There was one in particular that had kind of a uh, local angle, I guess you could say. But I want to focus more on the local news from this past week. And I was intrigued by a story down in uh, Shakopee. Uh, Alpha News, who we've uh, cited quite often on this uh, broadcast, alphanewsmn.com for their fine work. I came up with a story where Representative-elect Ilhan Omar joined some Somali-American Amazon workers protesting the working conditions. Now, you read a headline like that, and you think, oh, what? You know, are they uh, are they hearkening, are they going back to the days of, uh, of sweatshops? Are they uh, not, get, not allowing them to have any restroom breaks, lunch breaks, that sort of thing? And uh, I dug in a little bit of the story, and apparently uh, a lot of the accusations were pretty vague. Again, I'll read from the Alpha News story from... Christine Bauman, uh, tensions continue between Somali Americans and Amazon as workers gathered outside the company's Shakopee Fulfillment Center Friday night to protest working conditions at the facility. Incoming U.S. Rep. Ilhan Omar, excuse me, joined the group of 100 protesters praising their efforts and calling on Amazon to respect these communities and treat them with dignity. People who are going to receive those gifts, the packages you are putting together, need to know that every worker here is not fully happy. Amazon doesn't work if you don't work. The honest work you are putting in, that is not being respected. So I read that, and it's like, okay, um, if I were the... If working conditions are really that horrific, that bad, why why are you working in a company like that, first and foremost? Why, why aren't you happy? I mean, there's just kind of be a vague statement early on, you know, and I guarantee you this, if working conditions are so bad and you decide to move on, I guarantee there's probably a number of people willing to take those jobs if there's sudden mass vacancies because it's working in the fulfillment center, packing orders. Obviously, Amazon, well, Amazon is is probably one of the more popular websites on the internet today, if not the most popular when it comes to uh, purchasing uh, uh, tangible goods. So can you can imagine what kind of business they they're bringing in during the holiday season, Christmas season. A lot of people doing online shopping these days. So obviously there's an expectation that there's going to be a lot of work and probably some long hours. And I dare say that when interviewing for these particular positions, these prospective employees were made aware of this. So if it's so outrageous and Working conditions so degrading. Why? Why are you sticking around? I think we know the answer to that, but we'll um, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Again, continuing with the Alpha News story, the strain between Amazon and the East African community centers around what the protesters consider consider an unreasonable productivity rate, unsafe working conditions, and a lack of religious provisions. Activist organizations have been in negotiations with Amazon for several months, but progress stalled last month leaving collective disappointment that Amazon didn't do more to address their concerns, according to the Star Tribune. One area of concern is the need for more accommodations for daily prayers. While Muslim workers are allowed paid prayer breaks, the workers say it isn't enough. The system used to track productivity does not account for prayer breaks, leaving some workers to say there isn't enough time for the religious observances. Protesters also pushed for designated prayer rooms. Okay, this is, uh, to me, 
I think this kind of maybe oversteps the bounds a little bit. Now, it's true an employer can't discriminate against a prospective employee based on their religious beliefs, religious affiliation. You can't, you can't not hire someone because they practice a certain religion. All right, that, that's a law. But in, in that law, nowhere does it say that an employer has to do extra, go above and beyond what is required by law to accommodate somebody's religious belief or religious uh, habits, as, as it were. Okay? So they're talking, I, I mean, I'm not, fam- I'm not familiar, totally familiar with the Muslim faith, so I don't know how often, according to their faith, according to their religion, that they have to pray in order to satisfy whatever covenant they make. I, I have no idea. So I'm not I'm not going to speculate on that much, but this idea that Amazon needs to go above and beyond what is required by law to accommodate your religious faith, I dare say they would have said up front, "Look, this is the number of paid breaks you're going to get per day, and if it's a little busier, guess what? We're going to have to limit some of those because it's the Christmas season and it's going to be busier and there's going to be deadlines that have to be met." All right? So if you're a prospective employee going into a situation like that and your faith is so important to you that you absolutely have to have this designated prayer time each and every day, wouldn't that be something that you would want to be sure to get 100% clarification upon? And therefore, if 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 there's an employment agreement and the employer breaches that, well, that seems pretty cut and dried. Then you have a legitimate case. But just basically throwing up your arms and saying, oh my God, I'm working so hard, I don't have time to pray. I, I you know, I don't know what government can do to help you because there are already laws in place. If they want to advocate for certain laws, fine. But I, I, I'm here to tell you that if you are attempting to compel companies to accommodate one religious belief at the expense of another... Uh, that flies directly in the face of the First Amendment. You know, I hate to break it to you. So let's, uh, yeah, here we go. Let's, uh, while the East African community calls for greater religious accommodations, Amazon contends they have made significant attempts to work with their religious beliefs, including supplying prayer mats to workers in the Shakopee facility, converting a conference room to a prayer room during Ramadan, and allowing flexible work schedules during Ramadan. In a statement obtained by the Star Tribune, Amazon disputed the protesters' claims, saying they have a great safety record and work hard every day to ensure all our employees are treated fairly and with dignity and respect. So the mere fact that this company went ahead and turned one of their conference rooms into a prayer room to accommodate the observance of Ramadan, I don't know many other companies that do stuff like that, nor would they be required to do that. So it seems to me they're making more than enough shall we say, conciliations here. And uh, let's see, there was, a st- there was a statement obtained by the Star Tribune uh, from Amazon. Uh, Amazon offers great employment opportunity with excellent pay, ranging f- here from $16.25 to $20.80 an hour and comprehensive benefits, including health care, up to 20 weeks parental leave, paid education, promotional opportunities, and more. So I think that answers the initial question I had is like, if working conditions are so poor, why aren't you leaving? Well, because the benefits are pretty sweet, right? I mean, just that short list of them, 
indicates right there that yeah, there's some pretty pretty nice perks, and and apparently it's not enough. And Ilhan Omar, it's do, it's little more than grandstanding when she gets up there and tries to advocate on behalf of these workers. When it seems to me this Amazon fulfillment center has gone above and beyond the call of duty, and it's still not enough. And in my opinion, Representative-elect Omar is doing a great disservice to these people because a government agent can't go in and compel a company to go above and beyond what is required by law. Okay, they just can't. And again, if your religious observance is that important to you, if that's a hill to die upon, then you you have to make a decision whether it's worth continuing to work there. I mean, it's just that simple. And I've got a personal story about this. Uh, back when I first started my working career back uh, 25 years ago, you know, I have an accounting degree, and I started out doing entry-level accounting for a, a scrap metal company. And within about a year or there, there was an opening in the sales department. And they asked if they, I'd like to try sales. And it seemed like a better opportunity than accounting, and I had more room for advancement, and there was a better opportunity for better pay. Spoiler alert, I'm not a salesperson. Didn't work out. Okay. But... Uh, they did offer me the opportunity and, and, you know, I took advantage of it for a time. And part of my job every Christmas season was making the rounds to some of our more prolific customers to thank them for their business, as well as maybe provide some gifts of appreciation. And since I worked, like I say, at a scrap metal facility, I dealt with a lot of companies that had metal fabrication shops. And in these metal fabrication shops, obviously you have your, your blue collar workers and I'm not, I don't mean to, to, to stereotype here, but these, these blue collar workers are, you know, a lot of these guys that I dealt with in these, particularly in these metal fabrication shops, were, you know, personally a little rough around the edges. Again, not trying to stereotype. I'm just telling you what, I, what my experience was, okay? And one gift in particular that we were to, that was earmarked for the guys in a company's given shop was a, a Playboy calendar. Now, I don't think you could probably give those out as gifts today, but back in 1993, okay, uh, if you were de- dealing with these guys in the shop, that was one trinket that they come to expect every year. And again, again, this company I worked for, they uh, that was one of the gifts they gave out. Well, as a Christian, I not only objected to such content, I also had no interest in transporting this material, and that was a sentiment I made known to my boss. Now, I did not expect my company to bend to my religious beliefs. I said, you know what? This is what you give out. This is what these customers expect. These guys in the metal fabrication shops, they come to expect these calendars year in and year out. That's fine. If that's how your company does business, I have no right to tell you how to do business. I'm just telling you I'm not going to be a part of it. And if I have to be a part of it, then I'll tender my resignation because this is a hill I'm willing to die upon, My, my, my my religious beliefs. And you know what? I didn't come at him in a confrontational manner. I just indicated how uncomfortable I was. Well, guess what? They were willing to work with me and just have someone else bring these calendars out or have one of the other salespeople who was willing to go to these customers that had these metal fabrication shops and work with them on, uh, on that level. Okay? So my point is, you know, you ha- these particular workers have to say, look, I have to be have the ability to pray X number of times a day every X number of hours, and if I don't have that, uh, that's going to fly in the face of the covenant that I made with my religion. 
Now, again, you can't discriminate against these people based on their religion, but as I've, as I've alluded to several times, a company has minimum requirements to meet. And it sounds to me like Amazon in this particular instance goes above and beyond what is normally required by law. So my point is, you know, I didn't make any demands that my employer cede to my religious beliefs, nor would it have been the right thing for me to do so. And many of these Amazon employees will probably learn the hard way that the U.S. government, especially a grandstanding congresswoman-elect, doesn't have the ability to force employees or employers excuse me, to go beyond what is required by law. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. And since we've no place to go, let us know, let us know, let us know. Right now on thefishtwincities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And new favorites. Today the Holy Son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas. Spreading joy all season long at thefishtwincities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Last year on June 11th, over 200,000 homes in Minnesota were affected by storm, wind, and hail damage. Unfortunately, insurance companies only give homeowners limited time to file claims to complete work, replace or repair damaged siding and roofing. If you have not filed a claim yet, or maybe you were denied by your insurance company and feel like you have legitimate damage to your property from last year's storm, call Storm Group Roofing and Siding. StormGroupRoofing.com If you don't file a claim this year, you'll soon be paying out of pocket. Storm Group Roofing is a local company based in Minneapolis. They're a trusted contractor that works with all insurance companies. Storm Group Roofing maintains an A-plus rating with the BBB with no complaints in the last five years. They've helped thousands of Minnesota homeowners just like you get their roof repair approved by their insurance company. Don't wait. Contact them online at StormGroupRoofing.com. StormGroupRoofing.com Who else would you call? StormGroupRoofing.com Live under our roof. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. Politicians never learn. They win an election and overplay their so-called mandate with sweeping policy proposals. Senator Bernie Sanders wants the Democratic House to pass Medicare for All, free college tuition, and a $15 minimum wage. Not to be outdone, the new socialist member, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, wants a Green New Deal remaking the American economy. In California, the Democrats seek universal early childhood education, Medi-Cal for illegal immigrants, and a free year of community college. President Bill Clinton thought he had a mandate and sought major health care reform in vain. President George W. Bush said he had earned political capital and tried to spend it on Social Security reform. That didn't work either. Just because you win an election does not mean that people want all your crazy ideas and spending. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
Caitlin, Christmas is coming and I have no idea what to get my wife. Why not get her some Old Friend Slippers from Chetshoes.com? Old Friend Slippers? What are those? Old Friend makes warm, stylish, comfortable slippers and styles that women actually like. They're not cheap and flimsy like the ones you see in the discount stores. These are made from durable materials and will last a long time. Plus, spend $50 or more on Chetshoes.com and get free shipping. But what if I get her the wrong size? No problem. Contact Chets for an easy exchange. Guess I'm heading over to Chetshoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chets. Welcome back, Camp Twelve Eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio it's Network. The most wonderful time of the year. It is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this week's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch our friend King Banyan on our sister station AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from nine to eleven AM. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves. AM 1280, The Patriot, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer. Closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3. And we're here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Covering some uh, local news this particular hour, uh, Brianna Biersbach put together a fantastic uh, two-piece uh, series on uh, Governor Mark Dayton, of course, uh, governor for at least uh, for just a couple of more weeks uh, after serving two terms. I've been obviously very critical of, of Governor Dayton on this broadcast. Obviously, he's a he's a leftist, a progressive, and I've obviously been very critical of his policy decisions. But more than that, uh, he's always been very erratic. He's come off as very petulant, uh, abrasive. And just a demeanor that I would not expect from uh, the executive branch uh, of the government. Just like obviously at the federal level, uh, those are my some of my biggest pet peeves with uh, with President Trump is just the uh, the general demeanor. Your mileage may vary. Uh, and what has been most frustrating is the media has seemed to have covered for him. Now I I understand to a certain extent that you don't want to engage in conjecture. Like there have been times where the governor has come off as very erratic and there are times where he's given press conferences where he's just been downright incoherent. And I'm not making any accusations here at all, but he had a very well uh, publicized uh, battle with uh, alcoholism. And I'm not saying that he that he had a relapse, I'm not applying that at all, but my point is, is that there were times like say during press conferences, interviews, whatever, he just he just came off as incoherent. And the only reason I bring that up is there is no way that a Republican governor would be allowed to get by with that. It's just that's just a fact. That if a I mean, well, George W. Bush is a perfect example. And I, I get he wasn't governor of Minnesota. I understand that, but I'm just trying to d- draw a distinction between the differences in coverage between the executive branch of Get depending upon the party that's in charge. George W. Bush had an alcohol problem back in the day, and there were there was one particular incident he had in the White House where uh, apparently he had uh, choked on a pretzel and he ended up uh, kind of passing out and hitting his face, and he ended up with a black eye. And some were speculating, well, sure, maybe it isn't the alcohol that's uh, causing that that made him caused him to stumble and fall, you know. And again, that was irresponsible, and I'm, and I'm not suggesting that the media engages in that, but they were just so largely incurious about about a lot of those things. 
And Governor Dayton had some very high-profile health issues. He went other, underwent two different spinal surgeries during his early years as governor. There was the time where he was giving his State of the State address uh, not a uh, year and a half ago, where he was in the uh, House chambers and passed out right there, banged his head in the podium and, and fainted. And thankfully, he was uh, you know, he recovered. He was fine that evening. In fact, his son tweeted out that he's he's all good. He's playing with his grandson. He's good. He's fine. But and it, and, it, and that was all there was to it. There wasn't much specu- else speculation about it. And it really came to a head during the campaign cycle. Now, I get that an incumbent governor who's not seeking re-election largely stays out of the news, stays out of the spotlight during a campaign. I, I understand that totally. And therefore, there wasn't much attention paid to him. But when there are memos sent out with a dateline of St. Paul, Minnesota, that the governor is going to be in miscellaneous meetings all day, this week, whatever, and then in actuality, he was down at Mayo Clinic recovering from another surgery uh that that it's it's embarrassing i mean he was gone for basically a month no one saw him and what's worse was no one was really curious about it now i get a lot of the local political reporters in the in this area were focused on the midterm elections i get that but you are you telling me again if it had been a republican governor that had been basically invisible despite saying, yeah, he's going to be in meetings. He or she will be in meetings all day that there wouldn't have been some speculation on that. It's like, you know, I haven't seen governor so-and-so in a while. I wonder what's up with that. Okay. And it turns out that the issues that governor Dayton had were more serious than we were led to believe. Because he 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 was dismissive of his fact that he was down he was gone down at Mayo Clinic for a month with his health issues. Okay, that's one thing that that you know the fact that that wasn't known, but then it was covered up by the fact ah he's in he's in he's in meetings all day, and when the date when it has a dateline of St. Paul, the insinuation is he's in closed door meetings here in St. Paul. Well, no, in actuality he was. Had any, having health issues and therefore getting that take care, taken care of down at Mayo Clinic. So that's why you have a lieutenant governor. If the current governor is incapacitated and not able to fulfill his or her duties of the office, that's why you have a lieutenant governor. They they then assume those duties, and he did have one in Michelle Fishbach. Now i i i haven't I haven't heard was she, was she ever was she ever informed of this? I, I'm I'm guessing no. I haven't seen any speculation on that. Uh, regardless, but uh, I'll talk. This is from a again an NPR um, NPR piece from uh, Brianna Biersbach. I'll go to this section where they uh, where she talked about uh, Governor Dayton's health in 2017. More than three quarters of the way through his annual State of the State address, uh, Dayton paused to take a drink of water. His words slurred and his head slowly slumped down. It banged once loudly on the House Speaker's rostrum before he collapsed. He was taken home to recover that evening, but at a press conference the next day, he casually disclosed that he'd been diagnosed with prostate cancer. It was a startling series of events, but not exactly surprising. Dayton was dogged by back and leg pain. As the years went on, he used a cane to keep his balance. 
His family worried he poured too much of himself into his job, sometimes at the expense of his own health. Dayton underwent two spinal surgeries during his early years as governor, but the pain persisted. In October of 2018, he had two more surgeries at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. There were complications which Dayton hadn't, hasn't described in much detail, and the outcome was dire. He was in the intensive care unit with his kidneys failing and his lungs filled up with, filling up with liquid. He ended up spending more than 40 days at Mayo wired to an oxygen tank, he said. 40 days. That's almost six weeks. And there was zero speculation regarding this? I mean, that I, I get that the legislature wasn't in session, you know, obviously in October and into November, covering that six-week time span. I get all that because the governor tends, any governor tends to be more visible when a legislature in session because they obviously have their different negotiations, whether they're trying to pass a budget or, or a bonding bill or other legislation and haggling over whether the, the governor is going to sign a particular legislation, that sort of thing. So I get that a governor is more visible during the legislative session. And obviously the legislature at that point hadn't been sessioned for about four or five months. But for 40 days, you're just going to accept the fact these these press releases act, governor's in a meeting, and, and that's it? You know, and again, I, I, I hate playing this, this whataboutism game because it's it, at times it's seemingly pointless. But do you honestly think if, if at what, any point in his administration, Governor Plenty was gone for 40 days? I mean, heck, you remember uh, when Mark Sanford was governor of, of South Carolina? You know, he was mysteriously gone for, I think, less than a week. And nobody knew his whereabouts. And it turns out, <clears throat> I think he was traveling out of the country to see a mistress, okay? <laughs> Obviously, that's newsworthy, all right? And it should have been covered. Absolutely, it should have been. But it sure as heck didn't take 40 days to uncover it. Now, did it? So this is the kind of, uh, unfortunately, the kind of legacy that Governor Dayton leaves behind. The media is going to cover for, uh, for a lot of it because he passed some very progressive, or he signed into law some very progressive policies, no doubt about it. So, you know, he gets, uh, in, their, in their eyes, he's got a positive balance, I guess, in his bank account. But the fact that he was very abrasive, that he was very erratic at times, and Heck, even insinuated that his own Senate Majority Leader, Tom Bach, back, I think it was the 2013 or 2014 session when Democrats had complete control of St. Paul, that he basically insinuated Bach was a was a liar. Uh, yeah, that, that's completely glossed over. So, anyways, crazy time indeed. What a way to wrap up his uh, eight years as governor, that's for sure. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. We all have special dreams. If money were no issue, what's your dream? Join Online Trading Academy for our free investing class by dialing on your cell phone, pound 250, use keyword OTA. Pound 250, keyword OTA. In 1988, she said, I'd really love a diamond bracelet. There's a new store, Wicks and Jewelers in Bloomington. You ignored her. In 1999, she said, diamond studs from Wicks and Jewelers. Hint, hint, you feigned interest. In 2010, she said, Wicks and Jewelers watches are amazing. You pretended to be asleep. It's 2018. It's time you made her Christmas wish come true. Easy in, easy out, no more crowds and all the help you need. Wicks and Jewelers Bloomington, celebrating 30 years of making Christmas bright. Open every day till Christmas. If there's any delay, 
we'd like to give thanks to you, first responders, active military, and veterans. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Twin Cities is giving you a free lifetime membership in their VIP home maintenance plan. That's totally free for first responders, active military, and veterans. Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Twin Cities today. Some restrictions apply. Call for details may not be combined with other offers. If there's any Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. Are you self-motivated and creative? Do you believe in the importance of small business? Then call today. We are expanding our team and hiring a multimedia account manager. Call 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And I'm sure you've ascertained by now the bumper music is uh, all Christmas music as we are mere two days away from Christmas Day and hope you and yours are having a blessed holiday season thus far. Again, a special programming note, I will be out next Sunday on assignment, but uh, fear not, Mitch Berg will be here in my stead. And uh, Mitch, he's a radio pro, so he has no problem doing shows both Saturday and Sunday. He's been pressed into double duty before and has had no problem covering it, so we appreciate Mitch uh, filling in and uh, I... I, I know a lot of you, a lot of my listeners would concur. Mitch's show is appointment radio on Saturdays, and uh, guess what? You get double appointment radio next weekend. So uh, the 29th and 30th, it'll be the Mitch Berg show basically all weekend. But uh, that's okay. I know I'm always leaving the broadcast in good hands. Uh, continuing from with some more local news, uh, I was uh, kind of taken aback by a story uh, penned at uh, Alpha News that. Uh, Majority Leader, Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka is uh, considering restricting gun rights. Uh, now, th- this is 
aligned with incoming House Speaker Melissa Hortman, of course, the DFL has taken over the majority in the Minnesota House, uh, has indicated that one of their top priorities, if if not their top priority, is to enact uh, gun control measures. And they use gun control in scare quotes, but uh, we don't have video, so that's probably not very effective. But that's something they're looking to take on. And obviously, Governor Walz is all in on that because he's long eschewed his NRA hat uh, now that he's found it's been more politically uh, expedient, at least he thinks so, to be on the uh, gun control side. Uh, I'll read from his, uh, the story again from Alpha News. Uh, incoming House Speaker Melissa Hortman is ready to make the right to possess a firearm a major issue in the next few months. Right now, there are, are uh, they care an awful lot about gun violence prevention. Incoming House Speaker Melissa Hortman said of suburban voters. Some of the proposals include, quote-unquote, red flag laws, which allow the government to suspend the constitutional right uh, to possess a firearm without giving the citizen due process. In a surprise move, Associated Press reports that Republican Majority Leader Paul Gazelka is not taking a strong stance on the issue, telling the AP there has been some openness. In 2016, Gazelka was endorsed by the National Rifle Association and received a score of 93% on their scorecard. Gazelka also in 2016 received the endorsement of Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Recent comments from Gazelka have drawn criticism from conservative activists. Yeah, uh, look, I understand that the Republicans only have a one-seat majority in the Senate, and if the Republicans can stay unified on these firearms issues, Second Amendment issues, then they won't see the governor's desk. The governor won't have a chance to sign any into law. The problem is, last session, even though the Republicans had complete control of the legislature, there were some Senate Republicans that were open to some gun control measures. Now, it was essentially a moot point because there were enough Republicans in the House and the Senate to ensure that none of those saw the light of day. And if you want to kind of get an idea of what Democrats are thinking about, just do a Google search for House File 3022. Uh, I forget the uh, the uh, the name escapes me. But uh, if you just do a, a Google search for uh, House File 30, I believe it's House File 3022, you will find, uh, yeah, here it is, House File 3022 for the Minnesota legislature. You'll get an idea of what the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Linda Slocum, thank you. I, I forgot, goodness sakes, I couldn't remember her name. Representative Linda Slocum, House File 3022, kind of a trial balloon of what they were looking to go after in some of these uh, quote-unquote common sense gun laws. And Rob Doerr, political director of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, longtime friend of the broadcast, had said it was one of the more draconian pieces of legislation he had ever seen. Now, I'm sure the DFL knew that something like this wasn't going to see the light of day, but rather they were going to kind of float out there as a trial balloon. And if people were to see that as too extreme, then they can say, well, we're kind of coming back to the middle on the issue. All right. Then they can claim some sort of moral high ground because they're willing to... uh, um, to compromise, so to speak. And again, uh, uh, Senator Scott Jensen, I believe he's out of the uh, uh, Carver County area, Chanhassen area, Senator of that area, uh, was open last session to some 
gun control bills, even though the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus gave him very high ranks when he returned their survey. Now, to be fair, you know, that was Senator Jensen's, you know, he's in his first term as a, as a, as a senator. And so, therefore, he'd never cast a vote on any issues. So they could only go by what he had filled out on the survey, which was very, it looked to be some very strong pro-gun uh, sentiments. So, obviously, people were taken aback when all of a sudden he's starting to say, well, you know, I've kind of come around a little bit on the issue, and I think there are some things we could look at. And the problem is, you know, gun violence, and some people floated kind of a gun violence restraining order. This was kind of floated after the uh, Stoneman Douglas shooting from February of 2018, where a young man went in there and, and killed 11 people, wounded several others. And he was obviously having some very severe mental health issues, had had trouble in school, been suspended from school several times, and showed violent tendencies. And this was known to authorities, but obviously there wasn't appropriate responses taken. Now, one of the kind of the legislation that was floated out there, a gun violence restraining order, is where these sort of things would be brought to a court of law and said, this person, this is the kind of uh, tendencies he has shown. And we are not only fearful that he's a danger to himself, but a danger to people around him. And if you bring that before a court of law and have mental health experts testify and then have this person testify or have a chance to respond to these accusations, okay, that's due process. And then a judge decides, based on all of the evidence, okay, uh, given what I've heard from both the plaintiffs and the defendant in this case, and the defendant, of course, is someone who they want to not be able to possess a firearm, and if a judge rules accordingly, okay, then due process has been done. But unfortunately, what we've seen in a lot of these red flag proposals is if just someone comes out and says, I'm fearful for my life in front of this person, and boom, their constitutional right to possess a firearm is immediately taken away. Now, there are some cases where that might be appropriate, but there are others where it's just simply uh, basically a, a he said, she said instance. Like, for instance, if a, if a woman uh, wants to ensure that her husband doesn't own a gun merely because she's afraid to have a gun in the house, it could have nothing to do with the fact that her husband or her boyfriend or whomever has a violent tendency then just merely raising the specter of danger in this person could possibly get his firearm taken away? How is that remotely constitutional? How does that? How, how is there any due process there? And again, that's just an example. Okay, I'm just I'm just floating an example out there about how a, a law like that can be abused. So this is something that's concerning. And uh, if it just again, all it takes is one Republican, just one Republican, to align with 33 Democrats on quote-unquote common-sense gun laws, and boom, you have everything you need to get that to the governor's desk, Governor Waltz's desk, which he will undoubtedly sign. So my hope is that there are still some Democrats among the 33 that are still hesitant to sign on to any anti-gun legislation. The problem is we don't the, the kind of Democrats that are in the Senate now aren't similar to what was there in 2013 and 2014 when Democrats had complete control of St. Paul, the governor's office, Minnesota House, Minnesota Senate. 
But the issue that the Democrats face there is you had a lot of outstate Democrats in the legislature. And obviously, when it came to the issue of guns and the Second Amendment, they weren't aligned with their metropolitan or suburban counterparts in the DFL. All right. Well, a lot of those outstate Democrats got voted out in 2016. Okay. So now the DFL, the makeup of the DFL is a lot different than it was in 2013, 2014 when they had majorities because some people pointed that. It's like, wow, we were able to weather the storm in 2013, 2014 when Democrats had majorities. Yeah, but the makeup is a lot different. You've got a lot more suburban Democrats in the House and in the Senate. And Melissa Hortman uh, indicated that this is important to a lot of these suburban voters. I guess we'll find out if that's true or whether or not that is true is irrelevant because a lot of those suburban Democrats that are going to be serving in the legislature, they're going to be, they're going to feel emboldened to take action. So again, I can't emphasize enough and I probably will emphasize it every Sunday between now and when the legislation legislative session starts uh, gun owners, not MN. If you want to find out how you can be involved, there's going to be uh, a uh, gun owners lobby day at the Capitol. I believe that takes place on, uh, on January 24th. Again, go to gunowners.mn, and you can find all of the uh, events that are taking place. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Gun Owners Lobby Day is going to be taking place on uh, January 24th, so you want to put that on your calendar. And also, there's going to be a rally to defend the Second Amendment on February 23rd. It's going to be taking place from 11 uh, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. I believe that's a... uh, uh, I'm not sure what day that is. But go to gunowners.mn and click on all those links and be sure to sign up to stay informed and even throw money into the cause. Because at gunowners.mn, there's also a, a second a um, yeah, second amendment defender. You can join that particular group. And it's a monthly donation, how much ever you choose to make. And I put my money where my mouth is. I have a recurring donation every month to the Gun Owners Caucus, because Brian Strasser, the chair, and Rob Dorr, the political director, are doing tireless work to keep us informed about the legislation that's being thrown out there and keeping people educated on the Second Amendment. Because unfortunately, a lot of legislators, uh, they engage in, in hyperbole and aren't always giving you the concrete facts about what they're proposing. And so you need the Gun Owners Caucus to keep you informed. So I'm just throwing that out there that uh, there's going to be a lot of issues coming up this session that's going to depend a lot upon the Republicans, all 34 Republicans, staying unified in the Senate, okay? And gun rights are definitely one that seems to be prominent. So I'm disappointed to hear that from uh, Senator Gazelka, but uh, uh, like I say, we got to stay unified on this issue, no question about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Don't know where. rest on Mary's lap is angels AM twelve eighty the Patriot. It's paid off. Your hard work has paid off, and it's time to reinvest now. Dave Zerbis here with Rosedale Chevrolet's Business Elite team to remind you that now is the time to invest in a new work truck or van. Tax codes are in effect for 2018, meaning up to a half a million dollars in savings for your company when you invest in a work truck or van. That's huge. Check out Rosedale Chevrolet's huge selection of trucks and vans in stock. 
all with our no-bull price to ensure you the very best and a no-hassle experience. Get with a Business Elite team member for special fleet pricing for your business. Rosedale Chevrolet's Business Elite team will guide and consult with you to ensure you get the most for your time and money. Find the perfect work vehicle for your business and personnel. It is time to invest. Finish 2018 strong and make 2019 your best year ever. RosedaleChev.com and Rosedale Chevrolet. Find new roads. Consult your tax advisor for complete details. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. the holidays. What a wonderful time of year until the credit card bills arrive. Hi, this is Joe Metzler for iMortgageJoe.com and award-winning locally based Mortgages Unlimited. Did you know that the average home price in this area has increased about 6% per year for the last seven years? This means that most homeowners once again have a ton of equity. Equity that can be used to pay any debt like those maxed out high interest rate credit cards. Maybe you've decided to stay in your existing home and now you can pull out the money needed for those long delayed home improvements. Imagine the freedom, happiness and possibilities with an extra $400 to $600 or more each month if you just consolidated all those debts into one single new mortgage payment. Reach out to me today for a no-hassle consultation at 651-552-3681 or apply online at imortgagejoe.com. That's imortgagejoe.com. Mortgages Unlimited is an equal housing lender, not an offer to enter into an interest rate lock agreement. Not everyone will qualify. NMLS 274132. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Yeah! Welcome back in, Chloe. Had a very shiny nose. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, wrapping up the broadcast today. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and I uh, hope you and your family and friends have a blessed holiday season, as we are a mere two days away from Christmas Day. You know, I've been kind of a little morose talking about some of the news. I mean, the news itself can kind of be a kind of be a buzzkill. Let's be perfectly honest. So, I did want to kind of end with a heartwarming story, and I feel what kind of the Christmas season is all about. And I don't think this was so much about getting into the Christmas spirit as as much as how this gentleman lives. I've talked a little bit about Representative Elect uh, Dan Crenshaw. He's a Republican uh, Congressman elect out of uh, the Houston area. And, of course, Dan Crenshaw was unwittingly brought into the national spotlight uh, a few days before Election Day when Saturday Night Live did a skit kind of mocking him a little bit. Uh, Pete Davidson was the uh, uh, the comedian that was on the, uh, I guess it was a weekend update, and they showed a picture of Dan Crenshaw. Now, Dan Crenshaw was wounded in, uh, I believe it was uh, Afghanistan. 
not not 100% sure where, but the point is he was wounded in combat and he has an eye patch covering up his uh, eye socket, I believe is his right eye, where he lost an eye in combat and was uh, mortally wounded. And Pete Davidson mocked him basically saying, you know, he kind of he looks like a hitman in a porno movie, something along those lines. And the outrage was almost immediate cuz people are like, do you not know why he wears that eye patch? Do you not know what what happened to him? And and, and to Dan Crenshaw's credit, he basically said, "You know what? I'm not going to demand apology. I'm not going to get angry over this. I'm not going to write a big op-ed about how this was inappropriate, whatnot. I, I, I think this whole country has outrage fatigue, so I'm not going to be a part of it. But nevertheless, there was a lot of people who were very critical of, of Pete Davidson mocking this, uh, this wounded veteran. I mean, comedy and sketch comedy and whatnot, you know, that's one thing. But to mock a guy because of uh, his physical deformity, a lot of people just, uh, they draw a line there. So Saturday Night Live... Uh, in, in a classy move, they the very next Saturday, they had Dan Crenshaw appear next to Pete Davidson. And Crenshaw subsequently mocked Pete Davidson, and they had a lot of fun with it. And and all was forgiven. And I thought it was a very classy move by Crenshaw, even though he didn't demand an apology. But he went down there and, and mocked Davidson. And then uh, apparently, and I didn't see the sketch, but apparently Crenshaw kindly acknowledged the heroism of Davidson's firefighter father, who was... Uh, first responder after the 9-11 terror attacks and was killed in New York City, obviously responding to the Twin Towers. And to me, that was an incredible display of grace that Dan Crenshaw showed to, to Pete Davidson. I loved it. And I wish we could handle our disagreements with that kind of dignity. And unfortunately, the discourse at times just gets so poisonous that, you know, it's you hardly feel like you want to talk to the other side. And it kind of reminds me of a passage of Scripture in, in Luke, Luke six twenty seven through 29. Uh, but to those of you who will listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. And if someone takes your cloak, do not withhold your tunic as well. And I think Dan Crenshaw personified that because, you know, he was— he, he was mistreated, in my opinion. And he doesn't look at it that way, and I hesitate to use that word, but it, it, it was unnecessary. And, you know, and just, you could have picked a, 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 a different a different battle. I'll just say that much. Well, I bring this up because this past weekend, or, or not this past weekend, but the weekend before, apparently Pete Davidson had posted some odd messages on his verified Instagram account, and the thoughts he conveyed seemed to indicate uh, he was suicidal, which caused many to uh, attempt to verify his well-being. Now, again, Pete Davidson lost his father. I believe he would have only been about six or seven years old. And this is something that he's had to live with his entire life, and now he's 25 years old. And so that certainly plays a part into some of the issues that that he's enduring. Uh, but thankfully, on Saturday evening, it was confirmed Davidson was in his usual weekly spot on the Saturday Night Live set. And the next day, Davidson received a phone call from Dan Crenshaw. This is from a Fox News story. Uh, Crenshaw told KPRC Houston that he reached out to the star after seeing the 25-year-old's social media message. I talked to him personally on Sunday, he said. 
We don't go back very far. We're not good friends, but I think he appreciated hearing from me. I told him everyone has a perp- or everyone had a purpose in this world. God put you here for a reason. It's your job to find that purpose, and you should live that way. Now, I got a question for you. How many of us in this world would show that kind of compassion to a person who openly mocked a physical deformity of ours in front of millions of TV viewers? I I consider myself a person of faith, uh, a Christian. And I got to say that there are some things that are said to me, you know, because obviously I'll, I'll, I use Twitter a lot. I use social media. I'm pretty active out there. And obviously I'll, I'll post some political content. And especially on Twitter, that has a tendency to draw a lot of reaction, pro and con. And there are some things that are said to me and about me that are, uh, I dare say, are fighting words. You know, like Bugs Bunny used to say, them's is fighting words, right? And unfortunately, the discourse delves into eventually personal insults, which, you know, I'm I'm not going to say I'm angelic. I fell victim to myself kind of conveying some things where I get personal. And I've had people insult members of my family and that I absolutely don't take take to heart. I, I absolutely don't take lightly. Say what you want all about me, but you go after my family, that's a different story. Okay? And yet, Dan Crenshaw, somebody who openly mocked him in front of millions of viewers on television was willing not only to forgive this young man, but lend a hand in time of need. I dare say Representative Elect Crenshaw once again gives a sterling example of what it is to be an ambassador for God's kingdom. God bless him. Folks, have yourselves a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. I look forward to talking to you next year in two weeks, technically. And uh, it's been a great year, 2018. Look forward to another fun year in 2019. Godspeed, my friends. Talk to you very, very soon. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. 
so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through Him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. Contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by law. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 